What is up my fellow Andronauts? In this video I'm gonna talk about turmeric and curcumin and its effects on testosterone, DHT, estrogen, dopamine, brain, gut and so on. Is it a good supplement for Andronaut to use? Because there's a few anecdotes out there on the internet saying that it's best to avoid turmeric because it lowers DHT and it can cause sexual dysfunction. So I don't want to put, so I just want to put everyone's minds to ease and show you the actual research. And then I'm also going to show you why it might cause the sexual dysfunction issues for some people. Before we dive in, if you have not already, be sure to get my manual on how to double your testosterone in two weeks. If you would like to do coaching with me, links are in the description below. Let's dive in. So first up, here's the reason why people think that turmeric might lower testosterone. And so what they did is they looked at curcumin, one of the active ingredients in turmeric, in in vitro, which means that it's not an alive animal, it's in a cell, and they apply curcumin to the cell to see what happens to the sterogenic enzymes. And specifically, it was the prostate cancer cell in this case, right? So I will show you later in this video how there's different effects in different cells in the body. So just because something lowers testosterone or DHT in the prostate doesn't mean it will have the same effect somewhere else in the body. So curcumin decreased the expression of sterogenic acute regulatory proteins, CYP11A1 and 3-beta-hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase in prostate cancer cells, supporting the decrease in testosterone production. So this only shows that curcumin might decrease testosterone in prostate. That's all it shows. Now people's like, don't use turmeric, it might lower your testosterone. All right, there's another study with not prostate cancer cells, but other cells, showing that curcumin increased testosterone production by upregulating sterogenic enzymes like NR5A1, CREB, and STAR. So these are the ones that transport cholesterol into the mitochondria to be converted into pregnenolone. Then it also increases the CYP11A1, which is this enzyme that converts into pregnenolone, CYP17A1, which converts pregnenolone into DHEA, and then also the 3-beta and 17-beta HSD. These are these enzymes that convert all of these hormones into testosterone. So it would seem that curcumin actually stimulates all of the sterogenic enzymes to increase testosterone, right? So two opposing studies right here. Now in vivo, this is when they gave actual animals curcumin. So they did two, uh, they did a study with two components. You have to have beta-cyclodextrin curcumin, so this component that they added to the curcumin makes it more bioavailable to be absorbed into the body. Curcumin, as you can see, did not increase testosterone because the absorption is horrible. And when you enhance the absorption, it did have a libido-boosting effect by increasing testosterone to a point. And it didn't seem to increase the dose-dependent response. So when you're just eating turmeric in your food or supplementing curcumin, the absorption of curcumin is horrible. Like they've even used up to eight grams of curcumin in humans and barely seen uh, plasma levels of curcumin change, right? So the absorption is absolutely horrible. But curcumin might be able to increase testosterone. So in normal rats, this is when they gave animals turmeric. So this is the control animals that got nothing. And this is the turmeric group that got turmeric. And there was almost like was double higher. Their testosterone was double higher than the normal group. So at least in these rats, giving them turmeric increased their testosterone levels. And this is in prostate. So you can see that turmeric did decrease testosterone in the prostate, but it didn't decrease DHT. So despite testosterone going down, DHT didn't go down. But what it didn't show you in this graph is that curcumin decreased prostate testosterone, but not serum. Right. So serum testosterone, circulating testosterone in the bloodstream did not change 
only in the prostate. So this is why it's important not to look only at in vitro studies in the prostate or hair follicles and oh, it lowers testosterone, lowers DHT. When it doesn't, as a universal, it's not a universal rule that will have that effect. So turmeric on DHT, people say like avoid uh, turmeric, it decreases DHT. Now turmeric doesn't directly inhibit 5-alpha reductase, which is the enzyme that converts testosterone into DHT. What it does do, it stimulates 3-alpha hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase, which converts DHT, our most powerful androgen, into 3-alpha diol, a weaker androgen. And the more curcumin they gave these animals, the stronger it upregulated this enzyme that, that deactivates cortisol, uh, DHT basically, right? But as you can see from this previous study, in vivo, there was no decrease in DHD when they were supplemented with curcumin. So in reality, it very, it's very unlikely to lower your DHD. Also, curcumin might be really good as an aromatase inhibitor. So again, this is in vitro, so it might not represent like actual in vivo evidence. It does dependently lower aromatase, so it can increase the testosterone to estrogen ratio, make you more androgenic that way. But given that the absorption of curcumin is so horrible, it's probably unlikely to significantly lower your, your estrogen, but it might still have a benefit there. All right, so here's some brain effects of turmeric. Turmeric might increase dopamine, and this is how it does it. So turmeric contains curcumin. Now, curcumin is very not bioavailable. So what happens, it goes to the gut, and then the microbiome starts converting, adding hydrogen groups onto curcumin. So you create dihydrocurcumin, which is two hydrogen groups attached to curcumin. Tetrahydro and hexahydro, which is four hydrogen and six hydrogen groups attached to curcumin. So you might be asking, why does this matter? Why does this hydrogen groups matter? So if you look back to my previous video, how to increase your dopamine permanently, I discuss how berberine increases specific bacteria in the gut that produces L-DOPA. But what happens is that berberine is also converted into dihydroberberine, so two hydrogen groups attached to berberine in the gut, which is then becomes bioavailable. So berberine's absorption is horrible. Dihydroberberine has a really good absorption rate. So it's the same thing. Curcumin has a very poor bioavailability, but dihydrocurcumin is much better absorbed. So that hydrogen groups get absorbed into the body, and then those hydrogens are strong anti-inflammatory. They help with energy production, lower inflammation, and oxidative stress. And these hydrogen groups can be donated for the production of BH4, which is a cofactor for the synthesis of dopamine. So more hydrogen absorption into the body can help to stimulate more nitrous oxide and dopamine production, giving you better erections, more libido, feeling amazing, right? Also, curcumin supplementation can help to improve the alterations in dopamine receptors. So in diabetes, there's a dysregulation of the dopamine receptors. There's a significant increase in dopamine D1 and D2 in the cerebral cortex in diabetes. There's an increase. And uh, increase in the cerebellum of D2, but a decrease in D1 and cerebellum. So there's a dysregulation of the dopamine system when someone is unhealthy. So for example, in diabetes. So when you use curcumin, it helps to normalize this expression of the dopamine system. So it helps to improve proper signaling of the dopamine system. So it can help to increase dopamine and improve signaling. So other brain effects of turmeric and curcumin is that it can increase BDNF. It increases serotonin and dopamine, but it only increases dopamine in higher doses. So it seems to be selective for increasing serotonin. And I think this is the main reason why people get a negative effect on libido. So they are already prone to having an excessive amount of serotonin, already serotonin dominant. 
And now you're using something that increases your serotonin even more in relation to dopamine and that starts to crush your libido. Now, if someone has a good dopamine to serotonin ratio and they increase their serotonin a little bit, they're still going to feel good. So if someone is serotonin dominant, they will not benefit from a serotonergic compound. And I think that turmeric is more serotonergic for some people than for others. It's kind of like just pushing them over the edge. Curcumin also elevates norepinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine in the prefrontal cortex, subcampus, and stratum in the brain. It increases the serotonin 1A receptor expression, so that's the autoreceptor, and it also has strong antidepressant effects. It acts as a 1A agonist and as a serotonin 2C antagonist, which is good because the 2C agonists increases cortisol, so it can help to bring down cortisol when someone is in a serotonin dominant state. Curcumin also reverses glutamate-induced neurotoxicity, and it increases the cannabinoid CB1 receptor. It also increases endocannabinoid levels, and it increases nerve growth factor in certain areas of the brain. So the cannabinoid system is involved in making you feel good, helping against pain management, and so on. So overall, turmeric is supposed to make you feel good by increasing endocannabinoid, uh, decreasing glutamate, increasing dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, increasing BDNF. So overall, it's supposed to have a good effect. And here's just a list, a summary of all of the benefits of curcumin. It decreases excess glutamate, it increases neurogenesis, it, act, it uh, dampens the cortisol response during stress, it improves insulin sensitivity, it decreases intestinal hyperpermeability, basically helping against leaky gut, it helps against oxidative stress, it improves endocannabinoid signaling, it restores the kynorenine pathway metabolite ratio, so that pathway can become dysregulated, increasing neurotoxic compounds, overstimulatory compounds, so it helps to like reset that ratio properly. Then it also has strong anti-inflammatory effects and it reduces monoamine uptake and uh, enhances monoaminergic transmission. So it basically increases your neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. Right, so there you have it. Turmeric is very unlikely to have a negative effect on your testosterone or DHT, but it could, in some people that are serotonin dominant, just push them over the edge by being a little bit too serotonergic and that's how it affects them negatively when it comes to libido everyone else it most likely will have a beneficial effect so in my experience from using turmeric i've used about like a half a teaspoon or more in about two times a day in my food and although i can't say i notice anything negative i also can't say i notice anything positive now keep in mind my baseline is already high i already feel good in general and so i don't maybe if i were just like unhealthy it would give me a boost but given like my baseline is high it's not giving me an additional boost so if you've ever used turmeric or curcumin, please let me know in the comments your experience with it. Did it have a beneficial effect, a negative effect, a neutral effect? What's been your experience with turmeric or curcumin? All right, guys, I hope this video is helpful. You learned something new, and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.